You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? It's your boy, as always, Sosa Cremendez, a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome to your Monday edition of this podcast. I'm going to drop it a little bit early because there is some interesting, breaking, incredible, wild news surrounding the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sure you guys have heard it by now, but the Los Angeles Rams have officially, well, technically not officially, it can't be official until March when the new league year starts, but the Rams have traded for former Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, and in this deal, They are now dealing quarterback Jared Goff going to Detroit, a third-round pick in 2021, and a first-round pick in 2022, and one more first-round pick in 2023. And in return, the Rams are going to get Matt Stafford in this trade. This is obviously insane. I don't think anyone really foreseen this happening this quickly, but it was so clear. If you were reading between the lines over the last four weeks, let's say, you know, dating back to week 17, Probably that first game in the playoffs, the wild card round. Really, it was over at that point. You could tell the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, Les Snead, everything they've done since that point in time has suggested that the Rams are completely ready to move on from Jared Goff. They want to wash their hands clean from Goff, the contract. They want to move forward with their guy, with a different quarterback. And they have now made the move, improving from Goff to Stafford, bringing in a veteran, a guy who has an absolute gun for an arm, somebody who's going to take this team, I believe, to the next level. And I said it before, the Rams won games in spite of Jared Goff, not because of Jared Goff. That's not a shot at him. You know, Jared Goff back in the days, I guess in 2018, 2017, was a very good quarterback. But things have not been the same in the past two years. Everyone with eyeballs can tell you that. I don't know exactly what went wrong, how his play declined so quickly, and why it declined, but it did. And the Rams obviously knew that that was the case. They benched him going into Seattle in the wildcard round in the first round of the playoffs for a guy who started one football game in his entire life in the NFL in John Wolford. I mean, this is a guy who had a LinkedIn looking for freaking Wall Street jobs a week before, and he won the quarterback job over a $135 million quarterback. That's pretty crazy to think. It almost seems unfathomable, to be honest. And, you know, Jared Goff, I don't think, starts another game for the Rams after he broke his finger in Seattle if John Wolford doesn't essentially break his neck in that first game. I think Wolford probably plays that game. The Rams may win. I don't know. If they do win, I think they ride Wolford into Green Bay too. But anyways, that's besides the point. It was clear from that point that the Rams had interest in moving on. And then you see Sean McVay come out with his press conference after that non-committal, didn't want to commit to Jared Goff being his quarterback, Jared Goff being on the roster. A few days after that, Les Snead, same thing, refuses to commit to Jared Goff being on the roster. He's asked about the salary cap and how it would be difficult to move Goff. And he essentially says, it's a salary cap league. We can do whatever we want. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, but anything can be done. And he wasn't lying. Clearly, they were working the phones Former Los Angeles Rams front office member Brad Holmes is now the GM in Detroit. He was just hired there a few weeks ago. Ray Agnew, another former front office member for the Rams, followed him. He's now the assistant GM in Detroit. And I seen an interesting nugget today that dropped 
Brad Holmes was actually the reason the Rams moved up and drafted Jared Goff. Jared Goff was his guy, so clearly there is a connection there between them. And Goff is now going to Detroit, and I think it's going to end pretty ugly, but you know that doesn't really matter at this point in time. Jared Goff is no longer a Ram. The Rams are going to eat a lot of dead money, I believe $22 million to let Goff go off that contract. They are ultimately saving $12.5 million by getting rid of Goff, but incurring the hits from Matt Stafford is going to play around with that money, and ultimately the Rams are going to end in a net negative. So essentially what the Rams are doing right now is they are saving $12.5 million by getting rid of Goff, but they're also taking in around $20 million worth of salary cap space in this year for Matt Stafford. I believe it's $10 million for his base salary, $9.5 million for his roster bonus, and $500,000 for his workout bonus. So $10 million in base salary, $10 million in guarantees. That brings the cap hit to $20 million. And ultimately, that means the Rams are going to lose around just about $8 million in cap space in this deal. And obviously, that seems like an issue for fans, probably considering the fact that the Rams are already in the negative $30 million range in salary cap space, but the Rams are going to find their way out of this. I can already assure you that either they're going to extend Matt Stafford's contract and bring down the salary cap hit for this season and move that money back into next year and potentially the year after, or they're going to restructure some deals. I mentioned earlier last week on this podcast that Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Robert Woods, all very good options to restructure their contracts, particularly the first two. The Rams can save a boatload of money restructuring those deals. And I think they're going to find a way to bring that cap number down relatively easily, relatively quickly. And now they're moving forward with a new quarterback, a guy who's got a strong arm, a guy who has never really been given that much talent around him in Detroit. Sure, you can make the case that he had Megatron, aka Calvin Johnson, arguably the best receiver to ever play in football. But you know, outside of that, the offensive lines were never great. The running games were terrible. I seen an interesting statistic and I couldn't even believe it because it seems so insane. But this is from my guys from the UK at LA Rams underscore UK. They said Matthew Stafford has had a 100 yard rusher on his team in 11 games in his entire career. His whole career, he's played in 166 games and only on 11 occasions has he had a running back cross the 100-yard threshold. That is honestly mind-blowing. I can't even believe that. And now that I think back throughout you know, the last decade or so of Lions running backs from Javid Best to Joyt Bell and all the guys in between, Reggie Bush, they weren't exactly that talented. They never had a dominant running back. They never had a good ground game. And Matt Stafford had to shoulder the load for those offenses. No questions asked. You look at the offenses that they had around him the schemers, the play designers, the head coaches, really not a successful organization at all. And I don't think it's fair at all to look at the argument of quarterback wins or or maybe just as bad, the basic statistics of passing yards and touchdowns and things like that. And that is why we're going to delve into the deeper numbers from Pro Football Focus in the next segment and highlight why Matt Stafford is going to prove to be a big upgrade over Jared Goff for the Rams and their offense in 2021. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. You are one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. 
Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this absolutely news-breaking podcast, the Locked On Rams edition. I appreciate you guys for sticking around with me. And I did mention before the break that Matt Stafford is going to prove to be a big upgrade over Jared Goff for this offense, for Sean McVay, and for the team. And I'm going to break down why at this point in time. And I did tease it a little bit earlier in this podcast. I mentioned that Stafford is a guy with an absolute cannon of an arm. He's up there with the Patrick Mahomeses, the Josh Allens, and the Joe Flaccos for having the best arm talent, the best arm strength of any quarterback in this league. You look at his ability to actually make no-look passes, which I would never really suggest a quarterback should do, but it is something that he has in his arsenal, something he's capable of doing, and something he's done in the past, which is very impressive, and obviously not many quarterbacks can do that. You look at his ability to throw outside of the numbers, throw deep, and make passes that other guys just can't because they lack the arm strength. That is going to be a big difference for the Rams, obviously, moving forward with Stafford and coming from Goff, who had about an average arm, I would say. Not nothing great, but not terrible either. I think Stafford is going to prove to be a big upgrade in that regard. I think the offense is going to open up, obviously, vertically. Jared Goff just never really wanted to push the ball deep anymore. I don't know if that was a philosophical thing because of his fear of going deep or what it was, but it was very clear that over the last two years, specifically this year, Jared Goff just did not want to push the ball deep, and that was hamstringing the offense. I mentioned when John Wolford came into the offense that, I don't know how, but John Wolford actually opened up the offense more. He was clearly willing to throw the ball deep. It opened up the offense, and your backup quarterback should absolutely never, ever have more of a grasp of your offense and allow you to open up your offense more than your starting quarterback does. That is an issue. The Rams obviously saw that. And they went and got their guy. And McVay got his guy. Now he's going to have the ability to open up the offense way more. I think we're going to see something much closer to the 2018 Rams offense. And that version of offense where, you know, the Rams are going to go under center. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to run a lot of play action. They're going to let Matt Stafford have time with that offensive line by way of the play action passes. And I think Matt Stafford is going to really look to push that ball. That's what he does. That's what he's done his whole career. Regardless of the guys he's had around him in terms of the personnel, the receivers, the offense that he's played in, he's always been a guy that looks to push the ball downfield. And I think that's going to prove to be the biggest difference between Goff and Stafford right now is their willingness and or unwillingness to push the ball deep. You look at the numbers from Pro Football Focus over the last two years, and I think they're pretty stunning. And they definitely lean in favor of Stafford. You look at Stafford, he has 57 big time throws where Goff only has 44. Stafford only has 26 turnover-worthy passes. Goff has 45. Stafford has a 94.7 passer rating. Goff, 85.8. Stafford, 24 turnovers. Goff, 47. And then you look at the offensive lines, and Stafford was pressured 1,081 times, and Goff was pressured 1,049 times. And this doesn't even take into account the difference between guys like Matt Patricia who is a defensive coach and clearly not a very good head coach because he got fired and his results were absolutely terrible in Detroit. 
And a guy like Sean McVay, who is an offensive genius, he's obviously going to make Stafford's life way easier than he's ever had in his NFL career, and he's been in the league for a long time. I think getting into the McVay system, getting behind in a play caller system where a guy like McVay is going to put you in positions to succeed, he makes your job way easier. The Rams do so much to make the quarterback's job easier from lining up wide receivers tight to the line of scrimmage, stacking these guys in bunch formations, allowing them free releases off the line of scrimmage, immediate separation, guys running wide open all over the field. These are the reasons Jared Goff was so good in 2018 is because Sean McVay made his job way easier. That's what he does. That's what good play callers do. That's what Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco does. That's what Matt LaFleur in Green Bay does. You have to scheme guys open. You have to scheme easier routes easier reads for your quarterback, and these are all things that are going to allow the Rams and Stafford to play much better, much more efficient football this season. I think when you look at having a guy like Cam Akers in the backfield, you look at his backup, Daryl Henderson, the running game for the Rams, very, very productive this past season, very productive under Sean McVay as a whole over the last four years. I think that's going to prove to be a big, big asset for obviously the offense, but not only that, for Stafford. He can actually just hand the ball off. He doesn't need to throw the ball 55 times a game and put everything on his shoulders. He's going to have running backs that are going to be able to create. And then by way of creating, they're going to have a much better extension of the passing game by way of play action passing. And Stafford has never been a guy that's been lucky enough to have a good play action passing attack. Not only have they not been productive in Detroit, but they really haven't even ran much play action at all. You look at some interesting statistics from at Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter. Very good stats here. He says, in 2020, the percentage of plays with motion at or before the snap, the Rams ranked 7th, the Lions ranked 20th. Play action percentage, the Rams ranked 5th, the Lions ranked 21st. Percentage of receiving yards after the catch, the Rams 2nd, Lions 24th. Percentage of dropbacks with 7 or more blockers, the Rams 1st, the Lions 21st. I think all these numbers do a really, really, really great job of encapsulating just how much help Jared Goff has had this past season and the lack of help that a guy like Stafford has had this past season. Things like motion pre-snap, rub routes, free releases, bunch formations, play action, more blockers. These are all things that are going to help make the quarterback's job easier. And Sean McVay knows that. And that's why the Rams ranked highly in all of those statistics because he's trying to make Jared Goff's or whoever his quarterback is at the current time easier. He's trying to make their life easier. And Matt Patricia clearly proved to not be able to do the same thing in Detroit. I know obviously he wasn't 100% in focus of the offense, I'm guessing. I'm sure that was the job of their offensive coordinator, whose name escapes me right now. I believe it might have been Daryl Bevel, but I would have to fact check on that one. So excuse me if that's incorrect. Now you look at some other numbers that I dug up personally from PFF on passes that were 20 yards or deeper This is how these two rank. Matt Stafford had a 93.0 PFF passing grade. Jared Goff had a 77.6. Not even close. You look at the actual numbers. Stafford, 1,869 passing yards. And this is over the past two years. Goff, 1,011 yards. So about an 850-yard difference. 13 touchdowns and 6 interceptions for Stafford. 4 touchdowns and 6 interceptions for Goff. So very bad. You look at the yards per attempt. 13 for Stafford, 9.3 for Goff, so not very close at all. And you look at the rating, 98.1 for Stafford and Goff, 55.0. These are passes that travel 20 plus yards down the field 
and over the past two years. And I think that really encapsulates just how big of a difference these two are going to have, specifically in this year. You look at Stafford, he's going to push the ball deep. We mentioned it before. He wants to look for the big play before he has to settle for a check down. And that is the complete opposite of what's happened to Jared Goff over the past two seasons. The way I look at this is I look at Matt Stafford, his average play from game to game, from season to season, is Jared Goff in 2018. Jared Goff at his peak, his absolute best when everything was great around him, when he played his best football, when he was completely dialed in, that is the average Matt Stafford season, I think. That's how I look at it. That's how it feels to me on the eye. I think Matt Stafford has a lot more mobility within the pocket, a lot more mobility outside of the pocket, way better pocket presence. He steps up in the pocket. He maneuvers defenders and sets them up with his ability to make minor adjustments, minor hitches in the pocket. He's going to use his feet. He can create time. He can create out of structure, off the platform of a play. He can change his arm angles. He can sidearm throws. He can do a lot of things that Jared Goff and most quarterbacks just can't. And I think that's going to prove to be a huge asset for this offense and for Sean McVay when it comes to opening up his playbook. And that is what we're going to delve into in the final segment of this podcast. Make sure to stick around then and make sure to check back on Tuesday when we continue to break down the details of this trade as well as what it means for this team moving forward. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. My word has to hold a lot of weight as I've lost 155 pounds over the last 24 months. I've been on the lookout for the perfect protein bar and have finally stumbled upon the Built Bar. You guys need to check them out. They're super delicious. They taste great. They have so many different flavors, 18 to be exact. You can't really get bored of them. And the texture of them is so much better than any other protein bar that I've ever personally tried. I'm not just saying that. They are great. They're also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for those on the keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we ready for the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are set to face each other in what is going to be a very exciting Super Bowl between two very explosive offenses. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host LOCKEDON's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the final segment of this insane edition of the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around this long, and I mentioned before the break that I want to talk about what I think the Rams should do for this offense moving forward with their upgrade at quarterback with Matt Stafford, and then we'll quickly touch on the picks situation that the Rams kind of had to give up to go get this veteran stud in Stafford. So beginning with the offense, I think the Rams are going to work their way back to something similar to what they had in 2018. Get Matt Stafford under center, run that wide zone play action attack, and let Matt Stafford use his accuracy, his anticipation, his ability to throw receivers open, his want and willingness to push the ball downfield to create a much more explosive offense and one that's much, much more efficient. I think that is going to be super important 
because Sean McVay mentioned it a few weeks ago in a press conference, it's very, very hard to score points on offense and continually string productive drive one after the next when you can't create big plays. That means you're going to have to have 12, 13, 15 play drives time after time again. You can't make mistakes and that's very hard to do. And that's why the Rams took a big step back on offense. They couldn't create big plays. A lot of that had to do with Jared Goff and you've seen it have a bad effect on the offense. The offense took a step back, a big one in 2019 and another one in 2018. So not great. I think Stafford is going to help balance that situation out and slowly help the team revert back to the 2018 situation that they had on offense. Now, talking about the draft picks that the Rams had to give up, it was clearly an expensive trade, but by all accounts from big media, the Rams keyed in and zeroed in on Stafford as their guy. According to Peter Schrager, Sean McVay fell in love with Matt Stafford. He said, this is my guy, go get him, all costs, anything necessary, you have to pull the trigger. And then when you take into account Jared Goff's terrible contract, The Rams simply had to pay a lot. They had to pay a lot. But the thing is, they haven't had a draft pick in the first round over the past five seasons, and now they're not going to have one for the next three seasons either. And that is honestly insane to think. Eight years without a first-round draft pick almost seems impossible and something that you couldn't even conjure up in Madden. But this is just how it's worked out. And to be honest, the Rams have had a ton of success not drafting in the first round. You look at all the mid-round picks and late-round picks that they've hit. Guys like Cam Akers, Van Jefferson most recently, You look at Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, John Johnson. None of these guys were first-round picks. The Rams have had no trouble whatsoever finding talent in the second, in the third, in the fourth rounds, on the waiver wire, in free agency. They've been able to stock load a ton of talent. They built the best defense in football doing that. They built a strong offense that has taken a step back recently, but I think that has a lot more to do with the quarterback play than it does with the play of the 10 other guys around him. Now, it's not necessarily fair to pin all these struggles on Jared Goff, but I do think that the quarterback position is just so important, and the Rams have not had good quarterback play in two years at least. Some of that can be attributed to extenuating factors like the offensive line not being as good as it once was, getting rid of a guy like Brandon Cooks who obviously stretches the field unlike most players because he's so good at it, and things of that nature. The running game taking a bit of a step back, the wide zone attack not being as productive, but At the end of the day, the quarterback makes all the difference. We know how important the position is. We know just how much of a big step forward a good quarterback can take you, never mind an elite one. And I think the Rams just got a guaranteed top 10 quarterback in football and maybe a top eight, top six quarterback because Matt Stafford has continually gotten better over the course of his career. And now he's placed in the best situation that he's ever been in in his entire career. I think Sean McVay is gonna now conjure up a boatload of fun things to look out for in this season. I think he's going to make his life way easier than it's ever been in the past. And I expect to see the best version of Matt Stafford coming up this season at 33 years old, which is crazy to think. I don't think we've seen the prime of Matt Stafford just yet. And I'm super excited to see what the Rams can do with him at quarterback now, putting all the eggs in one basket, so to speak. It's now a Super Bowl or bust. The Rams did not move and make all this crazy commotion in terms of trade compensation, move so much from the future, move on from Jared Goff, eat so much dead money to not win. The season is now, the time is now, the Rams must go to the Super Bowl or at least get damn close like the NFC Championship game or there are going to be many questions about this move, but I believe in this team. I think this move is going to prove to be a very important and smart one moving forward. And I think like they always do, the Rams are going to prove that they knew exactly what they were doing when they were acquiring Matt Stafford. And I expect this to be a great addition for the Los Angeles Rams 
in 2021. That is all I got for you guys today. I think this is going to be a great move. I appreciate you guys for sticking with me. I hope I got you guys hype. I hope I brought you some nice deliverables and introduced you to your new starting quarterback for the first time in five years. This is such a fun move for the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to open up SoFi Stadium with a new quarterback, and that should conjure up enough excitement for Rams fans moving forward. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP, and you can find the page at Lockdown Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.